Welcome to this Padawan episode, where we're exploring the seedy underbelly of uh, Greeley, Colorado, and its haunts and scary things and whatever. You like how the underbelly is always seedy? It's never like a, a seedy overbelly or a seedy belly. It's a seedy underbelly. That's like critical to uh, <laughs> the whole, the belly. Um, here's what we're doing today. There is a man who lives in town named Clifford Clift. And, uh, Cliff Clift. Uh, and he started the Mutual UFO Network Library in town. And maybe mostly responsible for the Mutual UFO Network in general, a.k.a. MUFON. Um, he was on The Daily Show. I think it was probably about ten years ago now. And, uh... I'm, I'm assuming what I'm going to do is cut in the audio here. Uh, so shortly you should be hearing a little brief introduction of the story. And then I think Wyatt Sinek is, uh, talks to uh, Clifford Clift about, uh, well, mostly about how UFO sightings have been increasing in China. And so it's like they're getting more UFOs in China than in the U.S., which I don't know if that's a bad thing. I suspect it's probably also attributable to some other factors, such as like, you know, China becoming more, uh, I don't know. I was about to say more populous, but I was like, isn't their population like slowing down or leveling off? I guess this was 10 years ago. So I don't know. Maybe that was when they peaked. Um, anyway, roll the clip, Pete, who will be doing this later. China's economy continues to grow while ours seems to shrink and falter. It's not just our manufacturing jobs that are going overseas. Wyatt Sinek has more. Extraterrestrials have fascinated man for centuries, and perhaps no one is more fascinated than Clifford Clift, the president of the Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON, which monitors UFO activity. We are attempting to come to some resolution as to what these objects are. Yet sadly, like so many other businesses, MUFON has fallen on hard times, and the reason is all too familiar. We're finding that there are more credible UFO sightings coming from China in that area of the world than we are receiving in the United States right now. You're saying China is crushing us. Right now, that seems to be the, the statistical evidence. That's right. There was a time when the U.S. was a choice destination for aliens, and we had the best. But thanks to China, all we have left now is ALF. Why are there more in China than in the US? China is becoming more advanced in space. They're wanting to go to the moon and set up uh, bases on the moon. That seems to be what the UFOs are interested in. It seems like the Chinese are getting the anal probings that Americans just don't want. 
Well, I don't know that we're being probed that much. Landing here down and long. But at this time when China's winning, we've decided to shutter our space program, and all NASA can do is rest on its laurels. Today, you're in the cockpit of the space shuttle Discovery. This is a truly technological um, achievement of humankind. Does any of this crap bring aliens here? Um, I don't believe it's bringing any aliens to the planet, no. What we are well, doing... what's your plan? Because the Chinese, they are laughing at us. Right now, we are not um, actively engaged in attracting any aliens as part of NASA's program. You've That's got no happening. plan. Right now, You're we, NASA. Right now, we got no alien plan. Where NASA falls down, MUFON steps up. That's why we have the STAR team. Our STAR team are trained field investigators that are able to be deployed within 24 hours to a significant UFO event. Usually, they're retired because all of our people are volunteers, Wyatt. But to pull even with China, MUFON can't do it alone. NASA's mission is to, it's really for the betterment of humankind. But of do you those, have a star team? No, but of those 50... Do you have Geiger counters and old people to use them? No, we don't have Geiger counters and old people to use them. Wow. Yeah, I can see why they cut your funding. NASA just had nothing to offer. Snack to beam up. Snack out. Sn what a piece of But to get America back on track, even MUFON would have to overcome a few obstacles. We don't understand how they communicate. If we had those, that ability, then we could say, hey, guys, come on down. We want to talk to you. Fortunately, I knew someone who could help. Meep, Zorp. Meep, Marp, Marp. Hello, human. Hi. Meep, Zorp. Take me to your lead, or... We can do that. Could please tell me where you're from? Meep, Zorp. Meep, Zorp. Qantas 5. Near Pleiades? Meep, Zorp. Yes. Are you male or female? I am everything. My genitals are in my fingers. We were making progress, and Cliff even had a surefire plan to bring the aliens back to America. What does America have to do to get back on top? Set off some nuclear bombs, send some missiles to space. They're ready to go whenever we are. It's just that simple. With the push of a button, we're back. Wyatt Snack, we'll be right back. Okay, so that was that was the guy. So there's an address for the Mutual UFO Network Library in town. And where we're headed right now is to see whether or not that still exists. Um, I have, frankly, no idea whether or not it still exists or ever existed. But uh, I got the, uh, you know, the LLC name or whatever from a couple different spots. So I think... It must have been there at some point. He must have had an office of some kind at some point. And uh, so I do feel confident we'll find something. Whether or not we'll find a UFO network, uh, I don't know. That's hard to say. But it seems likely that what we will find is a abandoned office building. I say this also because apparently Clifford Clift in the last... He just was interviewed for the local newspaper like three days before this. So, uh, you know, uh, 2021. 
and he's an older guy now. <laughs> well, he was he's older than he was then. I know that's shocking, but I mean, he's like I think 70 at this point and uh apparently he's running a uh cannabis farm. I'm not sure if he's actually growing marijuana, but I think he might be growing hemp or some kind of cannabis product that's turned into CBD stuff. Um the article was kind of about, you know, he's a older guy and he wouldn't have fucked around with marijuana in the past, but he's like, hey, you know, there's money to be had here, whatever. So I know it probably comes as a tremendous shock to nobody that it's like, oh, this guy was into UFOs and now weed, but whatever. You know, that, I guess that, that tracks. It uh, It feels like it when it all makes sense like that, it's kind of nice, right? It's like, okay. That uh, the pieces falling into place that way just make it a lot easier for everyone. So if we don't find the library out here, what we're probably going to end up doing is going out to what I assume is his house slash farm. Because that's also in town here. And he claims to have seen UFOs just outside, you know, basically on his porch, which is possible, I suppose, if we're going to, you know, it's pot of ween. Anything could happen. We always like to throw in some UFO, alien, cow mutilation stuff, right? How come it's cattle mutilation and not cow mutilation? Is it because bulls also get mutilated? So, yeah, we're just on our way to the library, and then if that doesn't work out, we're going to give a shot to, I guess, his house. Although I'm a little, I'm slightly hesitant to go out there, and here's why. I, I don't know how someone would take to a car just driving around on their farm. That's something we'll have to find out a little bit more about on uh, this pot of ween, because several, uh, you know, as we're exploring Greeley and Weld County area, it probably comes as a surprise to absolutely no one that there are multiple things happening on, like, farms. So I want to try and get as close as possible to where some of the things happened. But I'm not totally sure that, uh, that that's going to work out. Um, just because, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like, drive on somebody's farm. But here's the other thing. I'm not sure. I don't necessarily think Clifford Clift is, like, going to kill me. But, A, I would think he'd be suspicious of unknown vehicles driving around. Although, I don't think my silver 2000 Corolla exactly screams, like, government operative. But on the other hand, maybe it does, because that's precisely the kind of thing that doesn't scream government operative. Therefore screams government operative, right? You know what I'm saying? If I, let's put it this way, if I was a G-man and I was like, we got to explore this Clifford Clift character, I'd be like, let's send Pete out there in his 2000 Corolla to see what he can see. Um, because that way, you know, who's going to suspect that? Nobody's going to really be suspicious of, of a 2000 Corolla where the, you know, the windows don't always work. <laughs> I think anyone would be sort of like, you can't give this guy a better car? And they're like, oh, we can. This is a, a very specific choice we're making. 
I would say in Colorado, a private investigator, your car of choice should definitely be a Subaru station wagon type vehicle. Um, and just put a bunch of dog stuff in the back or whatever. Actually, and just bring your dog because it's the perfect cover. Because you just say like, oh, you know, I was just uh, driving from here to here and my dog is with me and I need I just needed to let him out. I have a bag. I'm so sorry. I just, you know, he's been in the car. He was whining. I think he needed to, to pee. It's the perfect cover. And no one's going to disbelieve you being in like a, a Subaru wagon in Colorado. That's the, uh, that's like the... I think you get assigned that car when you come here. If you come from out of state, especially, it's like, here is your Subaru and uh, your map to local breweries and uh, some funny names of different kinds of marijuana. And uh, you're off. You're off and running. Okay. Here's the shopping center. I don't know if I'd call it a shopping center. That seems like a little... Uh, <laughs> that's overselling it, perhaps. Uh, let's see. I think it's in this building. I see Magnum Properties, uh, Morton Massage, Excel, Thomas Survey, something called Cats, C-A-T-S-L-L-C. That's pretty good. I don't see any mutual UFO network. That doesn't seem to be a thing here. Let's just going around the back. You never know, right? I could see mutual UFO network being a kind of a backdoor industry. I don't see it here, though. Damn it. Now I got to drive around. I screwed myself. Ugh, I think there's going to be a lot of this going on on Potterweed. Pete just driving around, trying to figure out how to get to a place where there's going to not be anything. This is really a good way to kick this off, isn't it? I don't think this Potterweed's going to work out very well. <laughs> I think it will. I think this is going to be fun. This is actually an idea I had last year, because what I wanted to do was, uh, you know, kind of do a travel type of thing. Because I thought, like, oh, yeah, this way, if I do a sort of a travel adventure, then what'll happen is, uh, you know, no one can go anywhere in October 2020. So this way, it's like you get to go somewhere, but, you know, unfortunately, most people can't. Um, oh, shit. All right, I'm going to get parked. All right, I'm masked up, walking in. There's probably some nice wind on the mic. What a that's one of the best sounds. People talk about eating on a show, but I think the uh the wind is the real the real thing. Okay. I'm looking at their sign here. There's definitely no MUFON. Alright. Well I reckon we're just gonna have to visit our friend then. Ed I don't know why I'm going by his house. I guess maybe I hope I'll see some weird UFO thing or something, but uh, I don't know. I guess that's that's the assignment, right? <laughs> if I'm doing this, if I'm doing like the, what's the uh, haunting seedy, seediness of the seeds in Greeley. Just got to do it. All right, here we go. 
going to see if we can make our way, making our way downtown to the UFO guy's farm. I guess maybe this is the appropriate time to sort of introduce this whole idea. Um, do you see what I did here? It's like pot of ween, and so I just started you in the middle of the action, and then as the episode <laughs> continues, um, I'm gonna just then I'll then we'll do the infill, the backfill, the nonsense, the boring shit that you just have to hear anyway. Um, this was totally planned and something that I planned completely, not just something I was like, oh fuck, yeah, that that's gonna be necessary. Um, I, to be honest with you, I was like, oh, I'll do like a, I'll do an intro episode, you know, and fully introduce it and whatever. But then I was like, but that kind of kills one of the episodes, right? And then I was like, well, maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe it's not such a bad thing to have to not do 31, uh, go somewhere episodes and to do 30. But then I was like, no, man, you haven't even started if you haven't even started and you're already, like, weaseling out of some of the work, that's not a good sign, bro. Not good. So, uh, instead of, instead of weaseling, I'm gonna bald eagle. I don't is that, like, a good animal that's, like, straightforward and isn't screwing around too hard? Um, welcome to Potaween. So this year we're focusing on uh, my hometown, Greeley, Colorado, right? Because I figure every every place has like some ghost stories, some legends of the hidden temple, legends of the not hidden temple, you know, um, just things, murders, of course, uh, you know, some some death and dismemberment. Um, maybe clowns that died in a fire. We'll get there. Um, every town's probably got that kind of stuff, and I figured it's time for us to do ours. So a lot of a lot of research went into this year. This is the most research I've done for this show uh, at all. I mean, this isn't like this is the most work I've done for a pot of ween. It's like this is the most research I've done for this show. This is as much research as I've done in total for this show, uh, let alone, like, <laughs> I don't know, let alone. But, like, this is the most research that's been done for this show, period, uh, in 10 years or whatever. Which isn't to say, I'm not, like, I'm not going to be here to impress you with my research, okay? I'm not, uh, probably not going to go over a bunch of documents and stuff. I thought about it. I was like, maybe I should like cite the sources and stuff. And then I was like, yeah, that's very fun. That's very fun for people if you if you do that. So I, I may at the end of this uh, list a bunch of documents and stuff like that, but I'm not going to do a like uh, MLA format document list and all that because I'm not in school. <laughs> and like when I finished school, that was the end of doing that. So you could just forget it. Um, but you know what? I'll probably just throw up all the stuff just so you can see it. Just so in theory you could reconstruct a lot of what I'm doing. Um, but for the most part, I guess you'll have to sort of take my word for it. But I have no reason to lie to you about the research I've done. 
Um, also, because this show doesn't work on like spectacular reveals or anything, you know, I'm not expecting that it's like, I'll see a ghost and no one will believe me. Uh, so I think we're going to be just fine is what, it, what this all comes down to. Um, so pot of ween for the uninitiated, which I assume is nobody, but, oh, that was nice. A cop just pulled out in front of me. Um, pot of ween is 31 days and 31 podcasts. So in, oh God, I think they're building a Dutch brothers downtown. It, it's the unmistakable architecture and coloring of a Dutch brothers. Oof, that's, that's frightening, huh? <laughs> uh, it fucks up traffic, I'll tell you that. 31 days, 31 podcasts. So you get a new podcast every day in the month of October. Um, you get that. That's a, an exciting reward that you get. And uh, that's basically it. I do because I like Halloween. Uh, I just enjoy Halloween. I enjoy creepy, spooky, scary skeletons. I enjoy spooky skeletons. I enjoy scary skeletons. So the the chance to combine those is uh, one I don't want to miss. But, um, and, you know, usually in the years past, we've done, we've just done some collections of things where I just kind of go apeshit and just think of as many things as I can. And then other times I've done, uh, like, themes. And I would say this year is a, a theme year where uh, the theme is, uh, you know, local. Local haunts. Maybe that's what I'd call it, huh? That's a good, uh, isn't that a clever name? Um, this isn't a clever show, by the way. If we're just introducing what's new to you about this, um, it's not clever, it's not funny, it's not fun. Another truck just pulled out in front of me. What is going on? Um, so we are going to do some stuff and go some places. I think most of these will be broadcast live from the location where the thing happened. Um, sometimes that's going to be where an actual event occurred. Sometimes that's going to be me trying to figure out exactly where an event occurred. And sometimes it'll just have to be something that's a close approximation of an event. Um, because, you know, you can't find exactly where something happened, but you can get pretty close. So, that's what we're doing this year. That's Potoween this year. Um, I hope you like it. It's probably... Uh, for fans of, like, a true crime podcast or something like Lore, this is as close as we're going to get. Which is to say, not at all close. Uh, and please don't compare me to those, because, you know, that's going to be insulting for everyone. It's going to be insulting for Aaron Mankey, and it's going to be insulting for me, and it's kind of insulting for you. Because you've you'll get to the end and realize you've used your brain power to do something that you really didn't need to do. You know, you kind of wasted your time. Um, but we're going to, we're going to look for a witch. We're going to go to a graveyard. Uh, we're going to talk about a horrible incident that happened in town and hopefully figure out a way to talk about that. That's not, um, horrifically disrespectful, I guess. 
Um, we'll see. That's one I'm kind of struggling with because I'm not sure what to do. But then I was like, well, it wouldn't be Potaween if we didn't do a story that was uh, just awful and really not fun. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, you know, I think I think the proud tradition of that started several years ago when I did a thing about the uh, toy box killer, I think it was, who left tapes, you know, where he recorded these tapes and then his victims would be, like, tied up and uh, have to listen to these tapes. Which really sounds like something I would end up doing eventually, of, like, oh, yeah, I left, uh, I recorded all these podcasts and it was an elaborate thing so that eventually I could just uh, force my victims to listen to this. In a way, being a listener of this show is as bad as being uh, victimized by the toy box killer. I think we can all agree with that. Sorry, I'm on these, I'm on these country roads. Not, they're not super country, but a little country to where you're like, eh, you got to pay attention. It's like the two-way stops where this is where people get killed all the time, right? I'm always fascinated when you drive kind of in the country by, like, you see these houses, and they have, like, just a bunch of stuff. You know, they have, like, a a boat out in the yard. They've got, like, a, an old car. They've got, you know, other things. And I'm always fascinated by that because I'm like, I wonder how they came about acquiring these things and why. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, Poonmaster Flex sometimes gives me shit because, like, I save jars, you know, for I don't know what. But, you know, we get a, I, get, I get spaghetti sauce. It comes in a glass jar. And I'm like, I'm going to put the lid back on this and then uh, probably use it for something, right? And I recognize this is a very grandpa behavior. It's like, oh, I'll put washers in it. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right, grandpa. But um, I, I do I do it. But, you know, I got to believe that if I was, like, keeping a, a pontoon boat that was of questionable seaworthiness and that I had no ability to tow anywhere, nor desire, you know, okay, here's this one's got a tractor trailer just sitting there. This one's got a, an enormous wood pile, uh, clearly an entire tree and part of a house. And it's just like, all right, so how, how is it working that you, like, that you've got all this stuff? How did you get this stuff? And then how do you convince your spouse to let you keep this stuff? Um, okay, I think I'm here. I think I'm, I'm at the uh, address, basically. Is it for sale? This can't be for sale. All right, well, here's the place. Um, there's a guy working the field down here. I don't know if it's him. I don't think it's him. If it's him, he's an awfully spry 70. Well, there you go. There you go, everyone. <laughs> Potoween episode one. Uh, we didn't success, but damn it, we tried. And, uh, it's kind of the theme here, right? You know, to me, Halloween's really about trying. It's not always about succeeding. Sometimes you don't succeed. And that's how Halloween works. Sometimes, as my friend Charlie Brown says, you get a rock. 
I've been Pete. Go with me, go with me.